Houston Rallies is a movement created by the Lee Group, a Houston-based advertising agency, to help make a difference for the many other small businesses that are the heartbeat of our city. The Lee Group fully understands the struggles and trials involved with running a small business in one of the most competitive markets in the world. The Houston Rallies podcast, created in partnership with Radio Lounge, is a hub of information and inspiring stories directly from the small business owners that make Houston the great city that we all call home. From interviews with movers and shakers to thought pieces on best practices for advertising your business's specific services, Houston Rallies is your destination for advertising insight and inspirational ideas. I'm Macy Bodenhammer with The Lee Group. Today on our podcast, we have Allie Jarrett with us, the owner of the restaurant Terrace and Bar and a longtime friend of The Lee Group. Thanks for being with me today. Well, it's our pleasure and uh, to be here on behalf of Harold's and look forward to having a chat. So currently, Harold's is a restaurant with a rooftop terrace and you've got a bar on the first floor. But I know that this was not the initial vision that you had for Harold's. Can you tell us how you started through where you are today? Yeah, it's uh, it's probably too long of a story, Macy, for the podcast today. But I'll give you a little bit of a synopsis. Um, when uh, uh, when we when we started, you know, I, I grew up in a small town in South Carolina, and uh, I, I grew up in a family-owned wholesale business. And um, when I, it was time for me to to get off the road, uh, or I wanted to get off the road and get back to my family roots, um, I'd lived in the Heights. Uh, almost the whole time I've been in Houston and I wanted to basically have a neighborhood market and a restaurant combination where we could bring people together socially with food and drinks and um, just people in one place. So we were originally a neighborhood market on our first level and then on the second level uh, was our restaurant and bar and our rooftop terrace. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes things don't work out in our neighborhood market, which we thought would do well, did not. And so um, we had to shift gears with that. And, and it's been the part of the business that has periodically changed uh, while upstairs has remained the same uh, with Harold's with, uh, with, with no changes there, except, of course, updating the seasonal, seasonal menu and trying to make it better. Great. And I think Harold's has a, a really cool slogan. It's eat, drink, and be Southern. Is that right? That is one of our slogans for sure. And uh, we are very Southern and uh, it's good to have nourishment, as my grandmother would say, and that includes eating and drinking. Food is love. <laughs> so you didn't start your career in the restaurant business at all. Can you tell us a little bit about what you did before you came into the restaurant business and how you got there? Yeah, absolutely. It definitely was not a, a traditional way uh, in, by any means. Um, as I mentioned, I'm, I grew up in South Carolina. My, my grandfather started um, a wholesale company. And uh, so my first job was, was working in our family business. And we had a, a wholesale business that also had a retail store. So we warehouse and distributed over 18 thousand different items from hunting and fishing tackle, candy, drugs, toys, groceries, health and beauty aids, paper products, you name it, and we sold it. Um, so I grew up doing that and and 
I played golf in college and I really thought I wanted to be in the medical field and I studied sports medicine in school and then ultimately was called back to my roots with my, our family business. And then I had the opportunity to uh, uh, to go to work for the USGA, the United States Golf Association. And at the time, uh, they were hiring either somebody to come to New Jersey or somewhere in the central part of the country. And you can tell from my accent that I'm probably not really into scraping windshields and, and uh, being in too much cold for too long of a period of time. So uh, I set on a path to, to find somewhere in the central United States. And it could have been anywhere with a large airport, basically. Because uh, at the time, my territory was uh, North Dakota to Texas, Utah to Missouri. And so it was a pretty broad area. And I ended up choosing Houston. And it was one of the best choices that I could have ever made uh, in, in moving to this city. And uh, so I worked for the USGA for 15 years traveling out of Houston. And uh, and then just wanted to, you know, get back to my family roots, so to speak, and, and uh, be a job creator. Uh, open a business in a neighborhood that I love and so that I could could give back to my community and and uh, and it's obviously I'm still here I'm not sure how but uh, we we keep clawing away and uh, the business has certainly evolved and uh, Harold's has evolved along with it and and we we took a, a brand that was 62 years old in a men's clothing store that had some ladies business as well. A lot of people don't know that, but it, but it did. And, you know, now we're serving, you know, as I, as I mentioned uh, earlier in the day to day that, that no more shirts and ties. We have shrimp and grits here at Harold's and, and just look forward to serving the community in a lot of different ways. You've built up a, a big following, um, a lot of loyalty in the Heights and other communities. Um, what do you think has made that successful? What, why do people love Harold so much and continue to support you? Well, I think uh, um, we're very grateful for all the support that we get from the neighborhood and, and certainly guests that come uh, from other places as well. We have regular guests that come here every single week from Baytown, Texas, that drive to, to see us. And wow. so, I mean, I think it's uh, um, hopefully it's because we have really good hospitality and that we care about our guests and we want to know them by name and that we, we want to serve them good food and drinks. Uh, but hopefully the, you know, I think, you know, actions in the community and, and doing stuff and rolling up your sleeve with your neighbors and uh, whether it's the local schools and churches or civic associations that we're a part of, uh, that we believe in that. And that's just a, a part of uh, my core and uh, being philanthropic. And um, frankly, you know, one of the reasons to, to stop working for the USGA, because it was definitely a safe job that paid well and had a lot of perks, was to hopefully make more money so I can give more away. And so I'm still trying to figure out how to do that. So what's, what's the biggest challenge that Harold is facing right now? And how are you, how are you um, seeking to overcome that? Yeah. So um, certainly in any small business, Macy, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what type of small business it is. Uh, they're all, uh, they're all pretty challenging in general and smart business. I mean, excuse me, small business is the heart, you know, of uh, the economy in the United States. Um, 
the restaurant business in particular has been has been hit pretty hard, and and it was a tough business anyway because there are general obstacles that just happen every single day that you cannot make up. Uh, and you know our challenges are are right. You know we have a lot of space um, and a lot of empty space right now, and uh, those bills don't go away for that space that you're not using. Um, so as we try to gear back up, you know, we went from from a company that did very very little takeout business, uh, just a little bit, maybe two one or two percent max, and uh, we went in April to full blown in house delivery, curbside pickup, takeout, and I was pretty really proud of of what we did as a company when when I looked at that uh, and how we did for a group that's not ever done that. Um, so, you know, these challenges now, each week, you know, you're, you're going through not only um, worrying about your staff, trying to keep your doors open, trying to keep your bills paid, trying to navigate all the stuff that the government's trying to do. I felt like I could have wore, had a job at the SBA. I attended so many webinars on all of that stuff. Um, but, you know, there's the challenges vary every single day. And, um, you know, part of my challenge is, is needing to work on our business and not in our business. And, uh, and I find myself, I'm really, really in it. I mean, I, my dining room manager and I was delivery girl and boy for the first, you know, full month until I could hire, uh, some delivery drivers. The one bright side of that, however, Macy, was that we were able to see our guests and our guests could see us. And so we could say, hey, how are you doing? And they could ask how we were doing. And we had that human interaction because people need human interaction. Uh, they, they crave it. And uh, that, that was an underlying blessing of that. You know, but the challenges in general are, you know, we, we started uh, when the governor announced that we could open on May the 1st. Um, we, we did. We were following the rules. And. And did that and set the dining room accordingly uh, at the the uh, with the six foot rule. And for us, really, the 25 or 50 percent capacity doesn't mean very much because of the six foot rule. The six feet is the six feet is the six feet, and you have whatever space you have that you can use for that. And we're pretty maxed at six feet, um, you know, and and how we're how we're doing things. And so how we set up the dining room and the terrace day one is. When we open May the 1st, even though the rule is going to change on Friday, uh, that's how we'll operate on Friday as well. So uh, we have chosen not to open up the downstairs bar uh, right now just because it's a bit tight down there. So we're still in, still doing our delivery and uh, to-go business, curbside pickup uh, from that area. We may open up a table on either end uh, in the coming in the next week or so, but we'll see. Uh, the staffing side um, is very difficult. It's really hard to get our servers and bartenders back. And that's been a huge challenge. I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, that this is a tough time for everyone and people need a, a comfort level um, in terms of navigating through those changes. Um, I, I've seen Harold's evolve quite a bit over the years since I've known you for so long. And you shared with me recently that. One of the things that's been very popular with your dining guests for curbside and delivery were your your alcohol to go kits, your cocktail kits. Uh -huh. And I remember when Harold's opened nights 
15th Street and the Heights was dry. It was still dry. Correct. So you had to go through some, uh, jump through some hoops and go through some loops just to get a permit to sell alcohol. And now here in, in Houston, alcohol to go is, is legal and we're all doing it. And you seem to be doing it very well. Tell us about that. Yeah, when, when we first opened, uh, the Heights was dry. And it dated back to 1918 with Prohibition. And we were able, actually did robocalls trying to get it on the ballot uh, for people to vote. I live in the Heights, but I wasn't in the little zone where you could vote. Uh, and thankfully, the, uh, the voters voted to change that law uh, a little over two years ago or so. And because, yeah, we had to pick up our kegs. We had to literally pick up every bit of alcohol that we had. Um, you know, we had Harold, we called it Harold's Club. It was a free membership. Uh, but, you know, it was a little challenging because you had to have two bank accounts. You had to file two tax returns. There were just a lot of rules. And uh, so now we just have different rules. And then in the case of alcohol, uh, we still have some rules and then some that have just gone by the wayside. Who would have thought that you could have had uh, alcohol to go? Um, although there still are rules around it, we are following the rule. There are a lot of people, I think, that still are, you know, selling gallons of margarita already made ready, which is not exactly the way the TABC and the governor outlined it. Um, but interestingly enough, we had uh, the state legislature back in September passed a, passed a law that, that restaurants with the proper permits, being a food and beverage certificate, a mixed beverage certificate, a beverage cartage permit, uh, could actually do alcohol uh, delivered as long as it was delivered with food and it met the parameters being that the liquor, the spirits, if you will, had to be in containers of 375 milliliters or less. You could serve any any type of beer and any type of wine as, and all of this is, is fine as long as it was in its original packaging and not unopened. Um, so we were already set up to do that and we were able to jump in that that game uh, quickly because we were we already had uh, the licenses to do that. So we started with that immediately, and then thankfully with the lobbying that the Texas Restaurant Association did uh, with the with the governor's office, they were able to get the rules changed to to gradually change to uh, for everybody to be able to do that. And then now you obviously you can people can come and pick up that bottle of wine to to go with food to go. Uh, or a, or a cocktail kit. So uh, we have some of our reps with the alcohol companies have been very kind to us to give us little, you know, little gadgets to go along with uh, with the kits that we're making up. And people like to get that that cool Moscow Mule cup, uh, copper cup to to go with a with a drink kit. So we've tried to jazz it up a little bit. And uh, certainly the mixer side of things we're making with our fresh ingredients and, and then providing the bottle to go with it so it's sealed and complies with the rules. I'm sure that a lot of people are, are very happy now that we're having our, our Zoom video conference happy hours that you can make a fresh cocktail at home with quality ingredients. You never have to leave your house. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to leave your house. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, as this moves on, uh, obviously, like like everybody, you know, the state took a giant hit as well because they don't have that tax revenue coming in because not only, you know, we pay sales tax on, on alcohol, but we also, you know, we pay these mixed beverage taxes uh, that the restaurant pays. And so 
you know, the government entities and the services that they're able to provide through those collections, I'm sure it's pretty challenging on them as well. So I think uh, personally, that's probably one of the reasons, too, you see the rules a little bit more relaxed because the TABC, they need the revenue. And there's not been any revenue if you can't serve alcohol. Um, Certainly the retail side of things is a different game because, uh, you know, the grocery stores and the, the retail uh, places, uh, I think, have been plenty busy with uh, with their alcohol, and uh, it's nice that that this is opened up for for restaurants uh, that that serve food to be able to to provide these services to their guests. So it eliminates uh, two stops, and and certainly that also plays into the social distancing and keeping people safe, and they don't want to leave their leave their house, and uh, that they can have food and and beverages delivered to the door. I know that in the same way that you've been working as a restaurant to overcome challenges, um, we here at the Lee Group have been talking to other business owners through the Houston Rallies program and learned about what they're doing to pivot um, in these challenging times. And it's a little bit different for each company. Um, I think that's the beauty of the Houston Rallies program is that um, we can share stories about different industries and different businesses and how entrepreneurs are using their resources, their backgrounds, their skill sets to stay afloat. Um, What do you think the future for Heralds in the Heights looks like from here? What's coming next? Well, um, I wish I had a crystal ball. It reminds me of of this, this little advertisement video I saw one time that guy's so excited and he comes in with a crystal ball and sits it on the table and says to, his, says to his boss about this this great crystal ball that he has. His boss gets so excited he can see these things out into the future. And all of a sudden, he sits the ball on the table and is sitting there and got all these great ideas of things coming about. And the ball starts rolling, hits the floor, and then they realize there was a stand for it and they didn't have insurance for it. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> so it blew up. Uh, and so we don't have a crystal ball. Um, I think we're doing the best that we can every single day. Our best is different every single day uh, because we are handed a whole different set of challenges. Uh, there's no particular playbook for this, but it's really important that uh, communication uh, is, is super critical anytime and then especially now. So uh, not only from where we're getting our information, but also amongst our staff and how we communicate with our staff, how we communicate with our guests of what we're doing to keep everybody safe uh, and, and following the rules. Um, I'm hopeful that um, that we'll keep our thread intact and hang on and that uh, uh, that 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 things will will get better and improve. Uh, we've gotten a few party inquiries. And so I think as as. Uh, as parties come together, you know, that throws in a whole different wrench of maybe people that are have been around each other with families. Um, it's hard to really know 100% um, of how that's going to work uh, and how the social distancing will fully work in, in that. Uh, but I think with regard to what we've been doing of adding uh, free delivery within five miles, using our technology with online ordering, which we had never had, uh, uh, doing curbside pickup and to go, those will be in our business model and they're here to stay. 
And I think we have to continue to adapt and continue to evaluate the technology that we have so that, that we can keep getting better. We actually are uh, work with our website uh, to add a different, a new platform to it so that our guests can, when you're coming in, if you're not comfortable, uh, you know, ordering off the menu and don't want that server, you know, coming to take your order, you can actually order online on your own phone, or your own tablet, and we'll get it to the kitchen and get the food run out to you. Uh, so we think that offering that additional service is an extra la layer of safety for some guests that want that. Uh, we've found so far that most guests really don't care about that, that they want service, they want, wait, they want to be waited on, um, and that's why they're going out, because people go out for an experience. And, right. uh, and so, so yeah, I don't know that I answered your question. I may have rambled a bit, uh, <laughs> but we've got, we'll, we'll keep a lot of different, you know, parts moving around and hopefully uh, fit some pegs into the proper holes. What's, is there one thing that, that you've learned through this experience that you would share as advice to other small business owners? Well, I think, you know, I'm a, I'm a sponge anyway. I love learning from other people. I, I love uh, uh, taking nuggets from uh, various types of things, uh, people or ideas they've had or bad ideas that maybe one item would have, would have been great or has been great or great ideas where it, it didn't work quite work out, but one little piece of it was good. And uh, I continue to, to, to seek guidance all the time. I, um, uh, not only from agencies that I trust, um, uh, but also, uh, I belong to a, a little CEO roundtable group that's made up of 10 different business owners in 10 totally different sectors. And we all have similar issues. Uh, we just have different types of businesses. Because uh, personnel issues are personnel issues are personnel issues. And either you're some large company that has a huge HR department or you're a little guy like me that has to wear a lot of different hats. And uh, so, you know, I think my advice uh, in general, and I have to always give it to myself as well as to make time for uh, to, to learn from others and to get off the island uh, so that you can be with other people and, 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 and be in that room together. Because a lot of times just talking through out loud with people that you trust, even though they're in, you're in different businesses, they might have an idea that you go, Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. Thank you so much. And that has happened to me in the last uh, couple months. It happens all the time, but, but especially during this period where just having that opportunity to get together with that group of people and listen to what they're doing, not only does it give you affirmation of some of the things you're doing, it makes you go, oh, let me rethink this, or oh, wow, that's a great idea. I think I can easily implement that, you know, into my business. And so it's definitely a time uh, to be open to, uh, uh, to, to doing, doing things differently. Uh, my dad always said, if you don't embrace change, it'll run over you. And uh, it, this certainly will run over you. It's, it's Everybody's in the same boat together. I think some of us are just taking on water a little faster than others. <laughs> that's that's a great way to, way to put it. And, and being in this all together was really the heart of Houston Rallies and how the team at the league group concepted this initiative. You know, we, we looked around as smart marketers and advertisers and realized that the core of the economy, um, the business economy here in Houston, so much of it is made up of small businesses 
that look just like us that are facing similar challenges. And when we realized that, we realized that we had an opportunity to pull our talent, our resources together and shine a spotlight on other businesses, their resources, how they're really navigating um, through this this pandemic and the fallout from that. And what we could do is, as marketers to um, bring a spotlight on them in a way that they might be, not be able to do themselves because that's what we're, what we're so good at. And it's one of the reasons that we selected Heralds in the Heights um, as a business feature in this program is because we admire you as an entrepreneur and you've always given back to your community. You've been a model for other entrepreneurs. You look not just to serve yourself, but how you can serve others. And that comes through in the hospitality at your restaurant, you know, and all of your interactions. Um, I, I've seen that firsthand. Well, you're very kind, Macy. Thank you. And, you know, what the Lee Group is doing is phenomenal for businesses like mine. And I know that you're um, across many, many sectors. And the league, and the league group is not so unlike Harold's. I mean, <laughs> you're a small business that is trying to make its way. And uh, sometimes, and I know it firsthand, sometimes the first thing that, that businesses cut is marketing when that's what the last thing you should cut. But you're trying to figure out how to how to hold on and how to balance people versus your spending. And uh, so I think what uh, what your company has, has done and Ann Lee and, and the entire team, Macy, you and all your team uh, that you're doing around Houston rallies is tremendous for our community because you are helping bring our community together and share our stories uh, so that, uh, you know, people that don't necessarily don't own their own business can see some of the, the different sides and the human the human side to uh, to what goes on um, rather than you know just watching the news or or, or catching a, uh, an interview here or there um, that not everybody is uh, you know in the, in the spotlight all the time <laughs> and, uh, uh, right. but it doesn't mean that they don't they don't work any less than than the others uh, or any more than the others. And uh, so I'm personally grateful uh, to y'all and and uh, appreciate the opportunity to to be included in Houston rallies. And I can't wait to buy my T-shirt. I saw that on uh, <laughs> on, the, on your website. And so I'm going to be purchasing one of those and um, I'll have to send y'all one of our new T-shirts as well and show you our curbside cuties T-shirt which is pretty, pretty fun. <laughs> oh, great. I saw, I saw your servers wearing the branded Harold's mask. Okay. They're, they're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a new color. We have, uh, we got black now. <laughs> great. Right with the Harold's. Black and white. <laughs> right with the Harold's logo. Well, so people can go to HoustonRallies.com. They can find resources for small businesses. And if you're a small business or an entrepreneur, there are links there to Greater Houston Partnerships resources um, to SBA loans and some other helpful information. I know that you've pursued um, some of those paths yourself. There is a merchandise section where people can support the program through purchasing t-shirts. And of course, people can join the movement um, by going to that website and filling out the online form there. I think one of the positive things, taking a step back and looking at um, the lockdowns and people being stuck at home is that we've become more focused on the resources that are closest to us, which means our neighborhood markets, our local restaurants. I can 
walk down my, my block or, you know, drive two blocks away and have curbside delivery. And it's all within my immediate radius. And I'm not focused on a destination that might be you know, a mile or two away or even farther. I'm not focused on going to my local mall. And I'm not as interested in supporting um, mass retailers. I want places like Harold in the Heights to be to live through this. You're the mom and pop that really re- reflects the local community, the local culture, and um, the things that make Houston so diverse and so unique. And so, if there's one positive thing, like I said, that may come out of this, it's a renewed focus on the need to support local. And hopefully, an outcome of Houston rallies will be to help continue that focus now and and beyond. Yeah, I I agree with you, and uh, um, and I you know I'm I'm so excited that we get to be a part of Houston rallies. We're I just think we're lucky uh, that that we were that we were had the opportunity to be a part of it. And to your point, Macy, I mean we've added you know the general our our store before didn't work. You know it it did not work, and that's what I knew the most about. But we have one one of our adaptations has been adding back some general merchandise uh, and adding back, you can get eggs and milk. And we have uh, uh, vegetable kits from Atkinson Farms with just beautiful fresh produce. We have some uh, uh, protein boxes, you know, with steak and chicken and pork and and uh, beef in it uh, that, that our guests can buy so that they can go home and cook their own home cooked meals if they want to. And that we can hopefully just uh, take out one one layer uh, if they forget something at the grocery store that, that they don't have to run in for that one little item that they need and, and that they could pick it up from us. Uh, so we, we've been doing things like that as well and as have a number of other restaurants and just another way to provide a service that is needed and, and also uh, hopefully help us in the meantime as well um, with, uh, with offering different, different things uh, with, with groceries. Sure. Anything that makes it more convenient for people to get the things that they need and that they want and that they can enjoy. So in terms of rallying around Harold in the Heights and, and how we can support you, we know we can order online. We can do takeouts, curbside pickup, delivery, um, dining in, of course, um, mm-hmm. meeting, meeting the, the state standard. How else can other people rally to support Harold? Yeah, I think... Um... A few other things, and in fact, tonight I will. Uh, we have a food truck as well, and in my neighborhood, they're doing a little bit of live music in an empty lot, and we're pulling up our food truck tonight, and we'll be able to serve uh, people in the neighborhood that want to walk up and and have some some food cooked for them from Harold's out of our truck. Uh, so we'll we'll be doing that. So uh, if anybody else is interested in something like that throughout Houston, we have the ability to do that. Um, Additionally, we've uh, we've worked worked steady to help feed people on on the front line and also first responders. Uh, so we've worked with uh, uh, a number of different groups uh, to be able to gather money to gather through a group. It's called Own My Tab and Chamber Cares, and then also Memorial Herman Foundation to be a part of gathering up. Uh, uh, various resources that we can uh, make box lunches, make family meals to go, get those to, to people that need them so that, that they don't have to cook when they get home or just get it to um, 
uh, the location uh, at a at a facility, for example. Um, there's an ambulance company, uh, a small business, Orion, who has ordered box lunches for us for for some different Methodist clinics. So we've been involved with with from pediatric clinics to hospital clinics uh, to the VA hospital, which was really neat the day the Blue Angels flew over uh, mm-hmm. to be able to feed those healthcare workers through a different company. And so by supporting us through that, you're not, not only do you, are you supporting uh, someone else that, that you might not otherwise get to help, but it also helps us uh, ensure that we can be, stay a job creator so that we do have food to prepare and that we can get it out. And so it is a trickle down effect. And every, you know, 10 or $20 matters. Um, uh, certainly everything that, that, you know, the Houston Food Bank has, has been struggling and uh, has recently, thankfully, gotten some nice gifts. And uh, one of which is, is through a nonprofit that I'm involved with. Uh, so I was really glad to see that. Uh, but, you know, you, you can help Harold by writing a good review if you enjoyed your time here. Uh, if you didn't send an email to me personally, don't get behind your phone. Uh, reach out to me personally if it wasn't good, um, but I'm hopeful it is. But but yeah, we uh, you know we want to get better with everything that we do and and uh, our our website and and free delivery and uh, curbside pickup, dining in, all those different things add up. And uh, we can't thank our guests enough for uh, for visiting us, whether it, no matter how they visit us. Uh, and and we're, and we're grateful for you sharing our story with that. Thank you, Allie. We, we love hearing all about the activities that you have in place and uh, learning more about how we can support you. So speaking of, how can our listeners um, find Harold's online and how can they reach you by phone? Yeah, absolutely. So our website is heraldshypes.com. So it's H-A-R-O-L-D-S, uh, heights, H-E-I-G-H-T-S.com. And our phone number is 713-360-6204. We also are as active as we can be on uh, social media with uh, Facebook and Instagram, a little bit of Twitter. Um, And uh, so the website is certainly the easiest way to to get up with us. I think looking out to Macy, hopefully we've gotten a few party inquiries this past week. Uh, You know, you can inquire for parties looking out for to the future, uh, whether it's this summer or this fall or through the holidays. Uh, and that can even be, you know, an inquiry on, on catering and letting us come do a wedding in your home or at your, you know, wherever it might be. Um, it, it, it doesn't have to be limited to, to these walls that we have here. Um, we have wheels and we'll travel. Good, good to know. Wheels will travel, great hospitality, and wonderful Southern cuisine. You also mentioned that if there are any businesses that would like to apply to be a part of the Houston Rallies campaign and to be a featured business on uh, radio, TV, outdoor, uh, social media, and digital campaigns through the efforts of the Lee Group, uh, you can visit HoustonRallies.com. And um, there's a form there that you can fill out if you'd like to be considered to be part of the campaign. Thank you, Allie. Thank you, Macy. Thank you. We sure appreciate the opportunity for to be on Houston Rallies. This has been the Houston Rallies podcast, and I'm Macy Bodenhammer with the Lee Group. Are you a local small business owner looking for some help connecting with potential customers? Is there a specific topic you'd love to hear more about? Visit our website at HoustonRallies.com and click Join the Movement. Fill out the form. We'd love to hear from you. 
we invite you to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for listening. And remember, we are strong. We are resilient. We are Houston.